Welcome to A Course in Business Miracles. This is Heather Dominic, creator of businessmiracles.com and founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. Join me today for some genuine practical assistance and a business altering and life changing experience. A business miracle. This is A Course in Business Miracles, episode 42. Quieting your superego voice, those inner grumbling gremlins. Listen in to learn how your superego voice, those inner grumbling gremlins, and HSE shadows may be sabotaging your business success. I want to bring your attention to the quote from A Course of Miracles. It says, defenses are insane devices for self-deception. The purpose of defenses is to hide reality, attack it, change it, render it inept, distort it, twist it, or reduce it to a little pile of unassembled parts. The aim of all defenses is to keep the truth from being whole. I'm actually going to read that one more time. Because you can trade out the word defenses for HSE shadows. Defenses are insane devices for self-deception. The purpose is to hide reality, attack it, change it, render it inept, distort it, twist it, or reduce it to a little pile of unassembled parts. The aim of all defenses is to keep the truth from being whole. Deep breath in and let it out. So some of the things that I was hearing in terms of what you received by having the opportunity to witness, see the visual of the shadows were things like disconnect from self, realizing that it's just even when the shadow comes in that I'm already gone, I've been taken out, or that where the shadow has left me is just so destructive. So what this quote from the Course says so beautifully is that like these defenses these HSE shadows that we've put in place for ourselves that we think are protecting us, we think are keeping us safe, are actually doing the exact opposite. So to continue this conversation, I actually want to focus on two, really more like one particular HSE shadow. The two are the self-judgment and self-criticism, but particularly the self-criticism. So one of the things that I also heard you beginning to be able to see is that how one shadow typically creates a domino effect of many of the others, right? And that the particular aspect of which shadow starts that domino effect or that downward spiral or 
the beginning of getting caught in the web perhaps is different for all of us, yet I've found that where we tend to truly have a joint similarity is with that self-criticism. With what's going on in here in terms of how we're talking to ourselves. And whether it starts with the self-criticism or where the self-criticism comes in as the dominoes go, that that is the big thing that takes us out as HSEs. And for some, it really shows up as like that beating up on self. I feel like it was the self-criticism or self, you know, self-judgment group. And the beating up on self or self-inflicted anger, self-inflicted guilt, and whatever other language you want to put to it. But it's all about, again, how it is that we're talking to ourselves. So for the sake of just giving unified language to this for now, I'm going to refer to that act of self-criticism as the superego voice. And I'd like you to write that down. So some examples of the superego voice and how that shows up in our business can be things like, you can never make enough money as a coach. I can't believe you call yourself a healer. You don't even have any training. How are you going to be successful in business? Where's your MBA? Who are you to charge money and ask for money? You don't know how to handle it. You can't have what you want in your business without someone getting hurt. You can't have a family and business. So you better choose family or else you're going to die alone. You're going to hurt someone. You can't do this. Deep breath in. And let it out. So if you noticed, one, the similarity between all of those is that the voice is talking to you as if it's separate from you. It's always saying you, right? You, you just can't get it together. You're so disorganized. Who would ever pay you? You can't ask for money. And so what can become confusing is that then we begin to think that it's, again, something like our intuition or you know, some you know, type of guidance. Where meanwhile, I can tell you, and I will just say this over and over again, no matter how many times I get asked the question, is that inner guidance is never going to be negative. Ever. Ever. So the superego uses wrongness and not enoughness to exasperate itself. And here's the other thing about the superego voice. We all have one. Even the other 80%. They just don't listen to it like we do. And the superego voice is developed within your first five years. 
And the key is not whether you have a super ego voice or not. The key is your relationship to it. The super ego voice is actually not my language. It comes from an approach called the diamond approach. And the super ego voice is because it's taking the concept of the ego mind or that fear-based mind like the, the course teaches. And it's, you can think of it like supersizing it because it comes into that voice and that we start to actually interact with it and listen to it. So again, we have we all have a superego voice developed within the first five years. It's not about whether you have one or not. It's about how you relate to it. And the relationship to the superego voice as highly sensitives is directly connected to the message that we received somewhere along the line, as I said this morning, that there's something wrong with us. You're different, and that means that there's something wrong with you. You're different, this means that you are not okay. So here's the real tricky concept that I want to introduce for all of you. So when it comes to working with the superego voice as a highly sensitive, and specifically as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Because this is something that we have been with for so long, is that it can actually then begin to feel scary to be truly safe. And I know that sounds weird, so write it down. It can actually begin to feel scary to be safe, to be truly safe. And another way of saying that is that it can feel scary to feel successful. Because feeling not enough is what you have come to associate with safety. And you may have heard me say it or somebody else say it that perhaps a way of connecting to it more easily has been that it feels comfortable to feel not enough. That feels comfortable or that feels familiar. But I'm actually pulling us forward. I'm, I'm stretching you here. And I want to be highlighting that to feel not enough, not only does it feel familiar, and not only does it feel comfortable, but it begins to be associated with safety. Why? Because I know this. And the ego mind doesn't like anything that it doesn't know. So what does it feel like to be successful? I don't know what it feels like to be successful. So that's scary. What does it feel like to actually feel safe? Meaning I feel grounded, I feel whole, I feel confident, I feel grounded. I don't really know, then that can't be safe. 
So it starts to twist in our minds what safety actually means. And again, I realize I'm stretching us here, so just stay with me. And as part of that is that in order to feel love for many of us, then we need to feel not enough and as small as possible. And someone used the phrase playing small earlier this morning, and I I think it was Joelle, and I asked her to tell me what that meant, because it can be easy to just throw that phrase around without really looking at what that means for each of us. But again, in order to feel love, I need to feel not enough, as small as possible, for two reasons we tell ourselves. One, so that no one will actually pay attention to me, because then I'll be seen for not being perfect or not being like everyone else, or two, I'll be a threat. And so we look to get as small as possible. So for myself, I know that one of the main ways that this really showed up for me as I was growing up, I think most of you know, if not, that my mother passed away when I was 14 years old. And life got pretty, gosh darn, crazy, chaotic, hectic after that. Including that my father basically married two different women within, I don't know, before I graduated from college. And neither one of them would I describe as loving and supportive. And instead, a lot of the message that I got was that, although it wasn't spoken, and I couldn't probably have consciously said it at the time, was that I was a threat to them. So rather than these women being able to see me as a young girl who was 14 and, you know, I think 19 was by the time the second one, who had just lost her mother, that instead it was a threat to them. And so I learned to basically make myself similar to my father where his approach, which is how he ended up with these women, was basically like, I don't really matter, I'm not worth it, and I will sacrifice myself for you, for the more entitled queen or narcissistic woman or however it is that you want to label that warrior, king or queen. And so this was a behavior that, again, completely unconscious, right? But I just learned. And again, not understanding at that time that I was highly sensitive, but easily just brought that right into my adulthood. And as a person who was highly sensitive and picking up not just what was actually happening, within the dynamics of these two new, strange, weird, unhealthy families. But I was picking up all of that energy, too, and internalizing that. So I had learned for myself that it is not okay 
it is not safe to actually feel successful. It's actually not okay to really be who I am. And so then I began to associate, again, that feeling of not enough to try to make myself as small as possible. I began to associate that with love, right? That is what you need to do in order to be accepted. And so that's my particular story, and I don't know what each of yours is, but in some way and somehow, if you've made it to this room, somehow that's playing out for you. And how it's showing up through our particular portal, as I talked about this morning, is through your business. So as I also talked about this morning, so that is what we are here to look at. And how does something like what I just described to you, like that happened to me when I was younger, continue to play out years and years and years later, all through the superego voice? Because the superego voice is a most likely a collection of or one representation of an authority figure of some sort. For me, again, it's really through the work that I've done, been able to see that that super ego voice typically just comes back to those stepmothers for me. And so then now as an adult doing the work to be able to separate that out to be able to have that understanding first and foremost, and then be able to, the understanding what I mean is that the superego voice is something that became solidified through those experiences with my stepmothers. And I took that on, I internalized it. That's the way that I would talk to myself. And then taking it a step further from there is that, wait a minute, I'm not 14 anymore. Wait a minute. These aren't actually my stepmothers. Wait a minute. This is happening within me. And wait a minute. I can do something about it. Good news. Deep breath in. And let it out. Your business is not happening to you. It is all coming from within you. When we're listening to the superego voice, it is to experience a sense of self-abandonment. It goes back to like what we said this morning, which is a disconnect from self. It's a disconnect from self. And again, it becomes very familiar. It becomes very comfortable. So much to the point that unconsciously we really think, if I'm not beating up on myself, then I'm not safe. What would I do if I wasn't beating up on myself? What is that like? How does one live like that? 
What's really key here is that we begin to dismantle the idea that beating up on yourself is a form of comfort, that it's a form of twisted self-soothing. I know that doesn't make sense, but just take a moment and think for yourself. Like how many times have you just talked about from a disconnected place, you've said to somebody else, oh my gosh, I was just beating up on myself. Oh, there I go, I'm beating up on myself again. As if you're saying, you know, oh, I just went to the grocery store. As if it's okay. As if that's acceptable. So it's, it's a pattern. It's a way of interacting with the superego voice that absolutely must be released and let go. And that is a process. That is a committed process. The other thing about that sense of beating up on self, engaging with the superego voice as a sense of safety, is that it perpetuates the struggle. It perpetuates that feeling of how hard things are and that things have to be hard. And this is an ongoing conversation with the evidence members of every one of them recognizing how familiar they are to things needing to be hard. So again, it's just another way, right, of I was different than the other 80%. I experienced how difficult that was and I internalized that it had to be that way. And I brought it into my life and I particularly brought it into my business. And somewhere along the line, then the belief was sealed that being in business for yourself has to be hard. But as the Course says, not true. Not true, absolutely not true. But we've gotten so used to this that even when things are working, we're insisting that something must be wrong. How many times have we done that, right? Is that things are moving, cooking right along, and then, oh my gosh, like something must be wrong. That's that sense that actually feeling successful is not safe. That safety in its truth is not safe because it feels weird if things are actually working. Because again, we've gotten so used to them not. And that's where the development of the coping mechanisms comes from. as part of the defenses, as part of playing out those HSE shadows. 
thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Course in Business Miracles. If you're ready to learn how to use your highly sensitive abilities to support you in being purposeful, profitable, and empowered rather than scattered, poor, and undervalued, take my free self quiz to find out if you are indeed a highly sensitive entrepreneur. And if you are, along with your quiz results, you'll receive my free HSE success guide, which will teach you how to have your highly sensitive abilities working for you to create the results you desire in your business. Take the quiz and receive your free success guide now at www.hsequiz.com.